Alright, how's it going everyone? Thanks for joining me on a new episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week on the Musical Reader Podcast. My name is Josh and this is for the week of June 12th. If you're new to the Musical Reader Podcast, welcome. All this is is a weekly segment that we do on this podcast where I take all new entries into the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, grade each with a letter grade and take one that's the worst, take one that's the best, that's all it is. But uh, the rest of the podcast mainly is just album reviews and uh, stuff like that. But uh, I invite you to uh, stick around for the rest of this episode. We have some uh, songs from uh, various artists, Lil Baby and Lil Durk, a collab by them. Uh, some newer uh, hip-hop artists that I'm not familiar, too familiar with, MO3, OG, Bobby Millions, uh, also Coach Shice and Snot. And then also a collab track by Eminem featuring Jack Harlow and Corday. Uh, and then also some country. We have a track by uh, Chase Rice, Florida Georgia Line as well. So uh, yeah, stick around if you're wanting to hear some, uh, just some discussion about some of those tracks and my thoughts on them. Uh, but yeah, this was a pretty uh, shorter week uh, compared to the last ones. It wasn't quite. In, there's no album bombs this week. The last two, we had an album bomb from the uh, J Cole album and the Olivia Rodrigo album. This is just a pretty standard week where we get a hodgepodge of tracks and, uh, you know, some highs and some lows this week. I'll just say that. There's some bad and some good um, on this week's tracks. Uh, Before we get started, though, just want to let everyone know a new episode of the, uh, I guess, of the podcast is out on YouTube only. Uh, because I just did a, yeah, something new, an EP review, which uh, is the first one I've ever done on this uh, this channel, and uh, I'm just testing it out. So I put it on YouTube only. It's uh, the review of the latest Sam Jellitree EP, number four, uh, an up and coming music producer from Scotland that's quite talented. It's a you know a pretty consistent and concise EP overall that doesn't really have any lows on it it's all pretty smooth listening and i thought it was pretty solid work so i just wanted to get my thoughts on that ep and uh just some good edm electronic uh produce electronically produced music with a hint of like you know pop and newer genres like chill wave and stuff like that that are mixed in there so if you're interested at all give that ep a listen and also check out the review uh, but also, if you have some time, check out last week's Best and Worst Track of the Week. For the week of June 5th, I covered the uh, bulk of the Olivia Rodrigo album. So if you're wanting to hear my thoughts on that album, that episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week for now will be where you find it for the most part. I might throw the whole album review here in a couple days. We'll see. Um, but other than that, we, it was uh, Polo Jean, Little Wayne versus Jonas Brothers and Marshmallow. I thought that Polo Jean, Little Wayne track was pretty solid. Um, I liked it quite a bit, and then also that Jonas Brothers track with the Marshmallow I thought was one of the most, uh, just one of the most bland things I've heard this year. Uh, I really don't understand the appeal of Marshmallow or what he's really providing to that track because it seems like it would be a standard Jonas Brothers track without him. But nonetheless, if you want to hear more thoughts, listen to that episode of Best Norwich Track of the Week. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get to the just this episode. Like I said earlier. Uh, quite a standard episode, best one track of the week, just a few tracks, not nearly as long as the last couple weeks, so that's, in a sense, good. Um, some highlights uh, this week, though, on the chart, Butter by BTS is still number one, that kind of surprised me, uh, just means that I guess this had a lot of steam and momentum heading into this week, and uh, Livio Rodrigo quite wasn't, a- wasn't able to quite catch up. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, BTS are, you know, doing what they do. Uh, but, you know, number two by Olivia Rodrigo, good for you. Uh, that spot on the chart is, she's still there. She's hanging on, but I don't know if the, that's going to quite reach number one. Uh, also, some other um, things I've noticed. Without You by The Kid Leroy. Uh, frustrated because that's up to number 11. I thought that was slowly dying, but I don't think so. I think it just dropped the past couple weeks because of the album bombs. Another track uh, in a similar vein, I felt, was uh, a little disappointing to see go up. Heartbreak Anniversary at number 23 by Gibeon. Just really wasn't captivated by that track. I thought it was a bit, uh, you know, sappy. And uh, it wasn't all that uh, exciting for an R&B track. It, it just sounds like it's trying to pander to a Sam Smith audience without being Sam Smith. Uh, Heat Waves up to number 25. Uh, this is the highest I think it's gotten on the chart. So I, my my sort of predictions were right about this track. It became a hit, and it's sort of in sort of in the upper quarter of the chart. I don't know if it's going to get any higher, but if it does, great. Uh, you know, congrats to Glass Animals on that. Another one that was a head scratcher going up. POV POV by Ariana Grande up to number thirty seven. This was a track that I wasn't too hot on her last album. Really, um, I thought it was one of the more boring tracks, but uh, it seems to be making some waves now that I guess her other hits are gone. Uh, so that's a thing. We'll see if it goes up higher. Wayless Sad by AJR. That was literally on its deathbed uh, last week. I think it was like at 99 or something like that. It went up to 77 this week. I've heard some predictions that this is going to be a hit, so we'll see. Uh, and then also I was glad to see Things a Man Ought to Know. Uh, by Lenny Wilson. This was literally about to just bounce out too last week, and it's up to 93. Maybe there's a bit of a delayed reaction here, uh, and it'll shoot up a little bit more, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this drops out too. Uh, and then also some other anomalies, Drinking and, Drinking and Smoking by Lou Elizabeth in Future on the chart for 18 weeks now, and hey, barely hanging on at 95 with that track. Uh, I don't know why it's been on here so long, because, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people by this time have, forgot about, have forgotten about that little project they did. Uh, Pluto, little Pluto, whatever it was called, um, and this is just a track that's really just been hanging on. I don't know if it's just TikTok cloud or something that's you know making it relevant, but it's a bit of a head scratcher. It's been on the chart for 18 weeks now, and I don't really hear or anyone talking about it or listening to it. Um, and then also some dropouts. Sun goes down by Lil Nas X down after one week, which is a bit surprising because Montero rose up this week, so. A lot of people aren't too hot on this new track by Lil Nas X. Streets by Doja Cat, one of our best tracks of the week a, f- a couple, few months ago at this point, uh, is out. So that's kind of sad to see go. And then, of course, a lot of the leftover J. Cole tracks are out this week from his previous album, Bomb. But yeah, let's go ahead and get to some tracks. All right, so first track this week, we have Outside by MO3 and OG Bobby Billions at 99. Uh, two artists I've never really encountered before, but I uh, had to do a little bit of research, honestly, uh, because I guess there's more of a backstory to this track, honestly. It, lo- it turns out that both these rappers are from Dallas. Unfortunately, the MO3 one uh, is deceased now uh, from, I believe, something regarding gun violence. And uh, I bet I guess this track has a couple different variations. I was a bit annoyed at first because I saw that the Blueface one comes up first when you search it on Spotify. And then I guess Bobby Billings is credited on that one, so it's a bit confusing. 
Anyways, uh, when I got around to uh, listening to this version, I know the Blueface one was barely released uh, this year, and the other one was in 2018, but for some reason, this one, the beat is a bit more washed out. Um, but I do like the husky, croony uh, tone on the voice on this track uh, when we get some singing. Um, I wasn't really expecting this sort of this type of track. It's uh, sort of like a Rod Wave sort of R&B trap infused sort of style. I guess it touches on like social commentary in a sense about living under certain conditions where it's very difficult to just go about your life uh, and being worried about uh, you know being shot down or you know facing police brutality or something like that. Uh, the instrumental along with it is pretty heavy-hearted. Um, it's paced and spaced out enough so that this track has an effect, honestly, with how it's, I guess, composed. Um, but I'm honestly not too much of a fan of the angsty singing and rapping towards the end of this track. Uh, and overall, the track can feel a bit lethargic. It's not bad, but I guess it just wasn't overall my cup of tea. I gave it a C+. Next track at 81, Voice of Heroes, Little Baby and Little Jerk. I've been seeing some buzz created around this track uh, because of the two names, Little Baby and Little Jerk, and I guess they're, this was the lead single off of a collab album they uh, have recently released, and I expect to be covering a good amount of it eventually. But honestly, I'm not too sure. It, it felt a little anticlimactic, uh, and it's just as expected for these two artists. They're in a similar vein, and they kind of just do what they do on this sort of track. Uh, I like seeing Lil Dirk return to this thing because the past couple tracks I've heard him on were totally out of this sort of realm. But he does best in this sort of um, rapping over these piano-centric beats with dark textures incorporated all throughout. And Lil Baby does well in this environment too. Uh, but everything was just as expected, like I mentioned earlier. So I give this track a C. Next track, Tell Him by Coach Eyes and Snot by 60, at 64. Uh, another pair of rappers I have not encountered, uh, but uh, yeah, this track I was not a fan of at all. It almost got worst track of the week. Uh, immediately off the bat, it's quite obvious that Coach Ice is a Playboy Cardi impersonator. Uh, but I will say I do like the spacey and ambient beat and the prominent warm bass lines that support the instrumental. Uh, the delivery and present on, presence on the track is just a bit corny. It's just a little bit too uh, Playboy Cardi-esque. Uh, but I will say uh, when the snot feature comes in, uh, he does proceed to sound a bit like Trippy Red. But he does it in a manner that kind of saves the track from being unlistenable. And I will say it's probably a little bit more listenable than the average Trippy Red song when we get the, the snot feature. Uh, but I, overall, this track is just uh, completely unoriginal because it doesn't really take this, this style of the Playboy Cardi trap uh, you know, aesthetic in any new direction. And uh, it's basically like a cover song, if we're being honest. Uh, but I will say I like the chopped and screwed instrumental sort of bit at the end so uh, i gave this a deep plug next track we're getting here uh killer by eminem featuring jack harlow and corday at 62 uh automatically this track just kind of took me back to being quite similar to the beat on truffle butter by uh, Nicki minaj drake and little wayne uh for some reason just the tempo the sort of the, the style on the beat is quite similar to that track um i don't know if this track is any better though uh harlow doesn't sound terrible. I will say his feature on here is just about as good as most things that were on his last album that he released, his debut one, I believe, or 
the the most recent album. I don't think that was his debut. Now that I think of it, uh, but Corday kills it on this beat. As uh, he's the second feature to go. Um, up until that point, he seems like he's the most competent thing on here because the hook that Eminem uh, provides on this track is a, a bit kooky. It's a bit questionable. It's just uh, not the strongest thing I've heard from him. Uh, but I will say, once we finally get to that verse that Eminem goes in on, he throws in his typical flow switches, the wordplay is all there. The imagery that he's so good at providing uh, with his rapping and that he's mastered at this point is all there. So uh, it kind of saves the track because the, the track does have some questionable moments, especially on the hook. I gave this a B-. And now we are at that point where I go over best and worst track of the week. Um, we always start on the worst track of the week, so we end on a positive note. And this wasn't too hard this week. The worst track of the week was Drinking Beer, Talking God, Amen by Chase Rice. Uh, featuring Florida Georgia Line at 75. The reason I, this is worst track of the week, honestly, is because it's... Uh, uh, it's really just regurgitating the same shit that Florida Georgia Line does so often. And I guess they dragged Chase Rice into it. Because uh, honestly, I, th- I thought by this point, Bro Country was in a sense dying a bit. Uh, and I could I could provide examples in modern country music with, uh, I guess, the popularity of certain artists going in a different direction. Or the rise of an artist maybe like Kane Brown, that is quote-unquote boyfriend country. Uh, Dan and Shay are a good example of that as well. But uh, yeah, no, obviously it's not dying because this is still being made. And it's pretty as expected. The typical pieces are there of a bro country track, the lyrical content. That's not exactly all that thought provoking. Uh, I will say Chase, uh, when he's on here, is at least has sort of a rustic and sincere presence and nature to him compared to Florida Georgia Line. It's not as Nash, quote unquote, Nashville. Uh, I can't. Just I can honestly just see this track a few years from now being on some Forgotten Country songs of the 2010s playlist uh, on like Pandora or some shit like that or like the stock country playlist that's on like the Roku app that I have on my Roku. Uh, you know, I can just see that being there and no one really giving a shit eventually because this track was just so bland. Uh, and honestly, I preferred the Kane Brown and Chris Young collab, if I'm being honest, even though I thought that didn't really think too highly of that track either. That track is miles ahead of this. I'm glad they're enjoying what they do. Um, nothing against, you know, drinking beer and, you know, talking God, amen. Honestly, it, I just started in really in time. So I give this worst track of the week. And uh, best track of the week this week uh, was a bit surprising um, because this is an artist I haven't covered. And I don't think many people know about too much. Uh, Todo de Ti by Raul Alejandro. Uh, it's, it came in at 66 uh, first time I ever covered this artist was uh, a couple months ago when that Selena Gomez EP uh, came out, and this was one of the tracks that charted. And uh, I, the first thing I, the only thing I really took away from uh, Alejandro there uh, was that he sounded a lot like Ozuna, but it being as a feature on a Selena Gomez track, I didn't really get a good sense of what he's about. And this track honestly just. Per- gives me a better picture of you know what he's doing and this in my opinion is great Uh, i wasn't really expecting a latin pop artist especially in this day and age of bad bunny and ozuna uh to be actually releasing a non-reggaeton latin pop track uh and he does sound like ozuna vocally uh but i like the dancey instrumental on here that's supported with like this fat synth bass line 
and I, I I wish certain aspects of the track were different, like the muted guitar, you know, at points was mixed a bit higher because it provided a bit more texture to the track overall. But I really like the direction this track went with the no reggaeton, uh, you know, beat structure on here compositionally. It really went for a sincere Latin pop style that doesn't rely on the reggaeton crutch, uh, crutch. Uh, and I think it's a nice step in the, a nice step in the right direction. I think this artist is pretty talented too, uh, you know, vocally, and then being so similar to other popular artists that are massive. Uh, and this is just a first single I'm hearing. Um, you know, I'm expecting decent things from Raúl Alejandro. And yeah, that's why this gets best track of the week. And uh, that's uh, pretty much the gist of the episode. If you stuck with me this week. Uh, to the very end, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Uh, if you're on the YouTube channel, like and subscribe. If you're digging what you heard, leave a comment, good or bad. Also, if you're on your standard uh, streaming service that you listen on, subscribe there if you're wanting to hear some more episodes. Uh, if not, that's uh, pretty much the end of it. So I'll see you guys later. Take care of yourselves.